enjoy the show. Play on the tango. They're going to a place to help some people. Boy and Ed. If you want to see um, Captain Kangaroo, we can make it fucking. Oh no, he's dead. A little bit dead, so that's going to require necromancy. Who do you think we are, Valve? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not afraid of threes, motherfucker. I was getting a cup of coffee. <laughs> that was it. I just went to when Starbucks. I some coffee. What the hell? You turned to the dark side. One cup of. coffee. You're live in the streaming yeah. on the interwebs everywhere. This is the 273rd Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation. And of course, we are the Triforce Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Matthew B. Grill, the Matman. And to my left, above the cardboard, Kelly is our Iron Kelly. Kelly Collins, as well as Christopher Bristow, the old man. We have our big, big brother, Stephen Bucarell, our omnipotent presence that is. And running around the bottom, chewing his bone, is our mascot, Link Diablo, hero of time. But we gather here together because tonight... We gather here today... Animated Smallville... Amazon doesn't fear the Reapers, rats playing Doom, and so much more on the Triforce podcast. And we want you to hop on over here because play on my tangers. Right over to the Purjangers and Wallhangers dot com, and I do have <coughs> a handy audio clip for that. P J A N D W H dot com. Now, if I could get all three of you to say it at once, that'd be perfect. All right, you guys want to try it? <laughs> Uh, we'll do it on another take. Not right now. <laughs> 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 but you'll find the very funny and luggy nutty moments right up top here, as well as last week's uh, Lug Nuts podcast, which was, if we scroll down a bit, uh, Shuttlecraft Concept with Shoe Compartment. Yeah. You know how when you get in your car, you change your shoes? I've never heard of that. Who the fuck does that? Skeletor understands. Right. Mm-hmm. And the last Triforce podcast. Never forget. Bards use jazz hands. Master Chief works at Burger King. I love our title. <laughs> Bards do use jazz hands. I mean, they would be the ones that could pull uh, off jazz hands, you know, or spirit fingers. <laughs> you know uh, finger it's, guns it's, finger guns it's finger guns man. shooter mcgavin guns i was about to say that's only golfers that could pull off the shooter guns um you eat but, pieces of shit for breakfast if, no no if you hit that second tab you will find the wall janger gaming where you'll find big brother streaming monday to friday set a uh, three to Five-ish. Going through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Not tomorrow. No. No. Maybe you will find a certain uh, lazy detective going through uh, taking on the helmet tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe I'll play some. I mean, me. Yeah. I was talking about floor shrimp. But anyway... We have a show in here. Somewhere? We do have a show in here somewhere because our first story oh, okay. is a new trailer for Demon Slayer. Uh, K- 
Kimetsu no Yaba's Entertainment District arc, which has been revealed. There's a scroll down. There's a little one minute um, trailer. I know how you love the one minute trailers. But the Entertainment District arc will begin with the broadcast of a special hour-long episode on December 5th. Both Crunchyroll and Funimation are providing an international simulcast of the series as a new episodes are broadcast in Japan. So simulcast, obviously a big thing with anime right now. The enter- Entertainment District arc is one of the most acclaimed parts of the Koyaharo Gutong's original Demon Slayer manga, so anticipated for its anime adaptation, has been high. The arc sees uh, Tajiro Nezuko uh, Tenzin. Uh, fuck, I was so good on Love the it. names. I'm loving now. it. I'm loving I was it. so I good it. on the names of it to now. Uh, yes, Zenetsu and Isuki, Isuki traveling uh, to a major city at, to assist the sound. Harishia, uh, fuck all these names. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're going to a place to help some people and boy and Ed. So, so they're calm. They could Hishira. be male or female. Roy is so it. a major city names. to assist right. the sound Hashira in his investigation of a series of possible demon-related disappearances with the uh, the area's red light district. Uh, the trailer reveals Look, there demons are, are goblin hookers, and we got to do something about it. You know, you can't have demon and goblin hookers. <laughs> we got to stop them from taking the hookers. Kill <laughs> these demons quickly. I live for a dream. Got shit to do. I dream of. for a day that hookers are not demon vampires. <laughs> I feel like that would be a stand uh, that Kennedy would be behind. Okay. Um, as the trailer reveals, there are indeed demons, uh, demons, <laughs> demons, 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 <laughs> a whole bunch of demon wayans all over the <laughs> operating. It's like I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> operating within the metropolis, just nothing but demons, or demons rather, operating within the metropolis, and one of them is Don't a member of the feared. In the hood. <laughs> in South Central. <coughs> and one of them is a member of the feared 12 Uski. Oh, not them. Yeah, man. So the new arc will follow the season's current arc, which was a TV adaptation of the story that was previously adapted into a 2020 movie, Mungan Train, um, which became the highest grossing anime movie of all time. Okay. So they have that notch on their belt. But they made it into a TV adaptation. I know. No, it it really does deserve being heard twice. Um, But the seven episode arc aired its final chapter on November 28th. While the part of the season was mostly created from footage from the movie, anime studio uh, Ufootable created a brand new prologue episode centered on the flame uh, Hashira. Kojiro Rizango, as well as 70 brand new scenes, uh, scenes and names of characters I will never, ever get right in a million years. But throughout the arc, in order to encourage fans to give the Munga Train a story, a rewatch, they added in all of this new content for the fans. And 
I mean, as far as anime go, Demon Slayer is a fucking drama-filled ride. And I would recommend anybody to watch Demon Slayer. All the way through on Funimation. Thank you, old man. But it is well worth the watch because the, kid, you see, the, the, the girls are watching that right now. So, oh, God right bless now. their God bless their hearts because yeah. that would really. I feel like that would connect with them because you know in the beginning episodes you you see how close uh, the family is together and how quickly that is unraveled, and then you have your you know hero seeing, wow, I'm actually really good at this combat thing, and going on from there and impressing people who have been doing combat for a while, like, huh, you got some stuff, kid, which pretty much describes, like, 5,700 different anime. So, question regarding anime, not the specific one. Yes. But not a question, just a it's comment I've noticed. Alive. 42. The answer to life in all universe? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, so... Why is it that it just seems like the more Japan animation, the Japan ones um, don't give a shit about any kind of content that's freaking weird? So remember how yeah, I, was just, I, I put I, in the group chat recently. I think that, Big Brother tribute is, uh, tribute uh, tributes it to the radiation. I think there's radiation or something. And so, all the seafood they eat. I, the the so, Japanese are weird. It's sushi mixed <laughs> Have you with seen radiation. Japanese TV? <laughs> they, no, they got like, it's weirder than crazy. Mexican, like the Mexico TV. If you've seen like Telemundo and all that, like. No, woo! that's kind of normal. But like, Japanese, Japanese is completely weird compared to listen, that. Listen, so the reason I'm saying that, remember in the group chat recently I put that I've started that new anime, Elfin Lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have that it in is, my list. It started out pretty good, but it's so freaking weird that I had to turn it off. Like, <laughs> there's like no awkward moments that like like Look, I don't want to see. Like, have you ever had a candy that you're like, you know what? I just need to take like two bites of this. I'm gonna set it aside, and I'm just gonna like come back to this occasionally. No, that's what some anime no. are. You just have to come back to it. This just has moments moments in it that's like. Yeah, I don't know what I said. Yeah, no. Oh man, don't watch Goblin Slayer. Weird Um, shit. Yeah, no. Uh, There are uh, there are moments in anime which are very either really awkward or just like bad. Yeah. Well, this I was reading the reviews after I started watching it. I was like, everyone was saying the same thing. Like, oh, it's got a great story, but like the some of the stuff they put in it, like just fast forward to kind of like oh. Just skip that shit. It falls on its fifteen face. seconds. Oh, it forward, is a lot that you skip. Although, okay. so I was just curious if you noticed, like the 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 American animes are the ones geared towards American, more American uh, kids and, and adults. Or now, I will a little say less strange when it comes to certain things. One th- one anime that I did check out on Netflix, and it's a Miller World property, which you know Mark Miller they Netflix bought his comic fiefdom i'll call it for lack of a better word and they're now producing that property now we're starting to see the fruits of that content and super crooks is one of the properties that came out with that i'm actually very impressed with super crooks but it has that kind of like weirdness to it but it's also an anxiety weirdness to where you don't know what you're going to get into the episode i usually just 
I'll knock off like one or two of them, and then I'll yeah. just let that one sit. But that's it's still really good. But I have to take that at chunks, like one or two episode chunks. Yeah, you also have to look at um, Japanese culture is a little bit more accepting. Um, I wasn't trying to and, go into too much detail what I'm talking oh, no, about. No, not yeah, that. Kinda, but, you're kind of hitting the, but, on the point with that, Chris. Like, like what was shown was like, oh, I wouldn't want to like watch that ever. Man, <laughs> like, yeah, watch, what, what we what we deem is like, you'll see what we deem is cringeworthy here. They're they're more like as 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 Cat would say, no kink shaming, because they're a little bit more. You know, they were repressed for no. like. Japan, fucking ages and now they you japan know. has it as a law as no kink shaming because some of the shit you see in anime is downright the only way you can describe it is from hang on let me look it up from webster's fucking illegal fucking weird <laughs> illegal in in the united states <laughs> In the United States, yes, but fucking weird is the official uh, dictionary definition. But a lot of anime or animated properties may actually have some potential, like this next story. Because Michael Rosenbaum confirms Smallville animated project. IGN recently caught up with Rosenbaum, who confirmed that indeed an animated continuation is in the works. Despite no official announcement at the DC fandom, here, uh, here's what he had to say about the proposed series. It's something that we were passionate about, something we love. Hopefully, we're going uh, to obviously share with Warner Brothers when the time is right, and hopefully we'll be able to work with them. And that's about uh, all about all we can say about that right now, Rosenbaum. Oh, so you haven't asked Warner Brothers if you're allowed to do it yet? Oh, okay. no, but <laughs> fans have actually pressured and found leaked footage that this was a thing after the fandom of just Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling just happening to show up at the 20th anniversary of Smallville. And it was just it being on fandom and then just like, no, nah, this was a really great show. We could have done a lot of stuff with it. It would have been awesome. But <laughs> oh, that's the past now. Th- but they actually have a future with this now to where they can actually have legs in the animated universe. We've seen this with the Michael Keaton comics that are out to where they have Damon, uh, Damon Mar- Wayans. Marlon Wayans oh. as Robin. And um, oh, I thought you were gonna say blank man. No, Marlon Wayans is blank as blank man. Marlon <laughs> Wayans is Robin, and um, fuck it, what's his name? Uh, Lando Calrissian is Two Face. Um, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams said it before you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> not that it's a contest, <laughs> but I won. Um, why? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I took my fuck it all before this episode, so I'm good. Uh, so did I. But it's it's one of those things to where F U K I T O L you have fifteen hundred milligrams. You have these properties from our childhood to where like, oh man, I really would have wished that this property would have had legs and continued. Now you have that opportunity, if all the people are still alive, to do it in animated version. Or not in prison. <laughs> well, you can get around the prison thing. <laughs> death is one thing you can't get around at least recording well 
recent recording wise. We'll see what AI and you know quantum computers can do. But my question to you two is what series from your childhood would you love to see continue from this point? Because Smallville is one of those series, and Batman the Animated Series, which is also getting a continuation. These are two shows, and and X-Men, the 97 X-Men. We're getting all these continuations from our childhood. Which ones would you want that aren't announced now? Because Rocco's Modern Life already tried it. 93 to 95 Spider-Man. Ooh, Spider-Man the Animated Series would be really good. 93, 95, that run, yes. That original, like... Does it have to be uh, like comics? Whatever no. you want, buddy. No, whatever you want. If you want to see uh, Captain Kangaroo, we can make it fucking. Oh no, he's dead. He's a little bit dead, so that's yeah. going to require necromancy. <coughs> PJ and the Bear. There's a novel concept. The <laughs> man with his monkey. <laughs> I would have liked to see. Um... Okay, this is going to sound stupid, but. I... <laughs> As a family, we used to watch Home Improvement. Oh yeah, yeah. When that when that ended, I was like upset because I love that the show. weird. That was great. The weird goth episode with the one kid, <laughs> and he just like got real fuck, and he made that weird horror movie. Yeah, no, that is a great choice because Home Improvement is fucking an amazing choice. Uh? It's almost but, like it inspired um, something. Like, like cartoon wise, though. Um, I have to go to Chris, like Spider-Man. Actually, probably more. I'd probably say X-Men. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, I mean, X-Men 97, they are continuing from the point we left. Which I know, that's it, why I The original it. series is on Disney+, Plus, so you can watch all that shit and catch up. Hopefully, they fix the chronological order part. <laughs> I hope so, too. Oh, my God. that was They put themselves fun. in so much of a mess. <laughs> like, good luck. Good luck. You know what would there. be good if they did? If they did an Adam animated... Adam West, Batman. Just find someone to do the voice. They did do that. No? Yeah. yeah. It was Batman, uh, Brave and the Bold. Uh, it was uh, bat. It was like a 60s Batman animated series. Yeah. Nobody They'd- messes with Adam Wee. Yeah, they, d- they did that, though. <sighs> so it weed all over the place, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I got that one. It's oh, two yeah. pages from now. Uh, and finally, uh, Gargoyles. <laughs> Give me gargoyles. Oh Fuck yeah. yeah, gargoyles. A continuation of that would be awesome. Like and then the my, last, my the last episode was like uh, gargoyle. Was oh, it Goliath's and, dream? I have no idea. It was something like that. It's where I remember watching. Keep it going off of that, man. And the coup de gras spawned the animated series from the one they did on HBO. Okay, yeah, and it's on HBO Max now too. Spawned yes, it is. Good. Uh, one I thought just off the top of my head was. Captain Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> Rock is modern life. No, they already tried that and it was horrible. But. Oh, was it? Yeah. Bobby's oh. World. Bobby's World. Fucking yeah. right. Yes. That'd be That'd great. Be don't you know? Don't you know, Bobby? Don't you know? But don't you know? There is. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure Howie, Howie Mandel can go back to it. He's kind of. Busy. I always forget that that was Howie. Yeah. He will be sanitizing his hands with this next story because there's spiders involved. Uh, Although we haven't confirmed multiple spiders. A man spider? Maybe a man. spider man? Spider. Because Spider-Man No Way Home drops an official trailer and more. Oh, oh it's freaking 
fucking shit. Holy shnikey. <laughs> Jimmy criminy. Uh, but that is how serious it is. Spider-Man in the rain. Marvel dropped the latest trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home with a ton of uh, a ton of lack of Spider-Man in it. Okay. Uh, but we see Peter, uh, Peter Parker talking to MJ about how since he got bitten by the spider, he's only had one week to actually appreciate himself as Peter Parker. Then we hear Doctor Strange telling him that once they performed that mystic spell that made everybody forget that he was Spider-Man, they've been getting visitors from other people in the multiverse. And from that goblin bomb, they are not nice. And Doctor Strange also asked him and his little spider gang to Scooby-Doo that shit and get them all out of their universe. However... Doctor Strange also said the only way is that they all die fighting Spider-Man. So uh, there's a little bit of a problem with Spider-Man's no-kill policy there. You He's know, killed a few people. Well, he doesn't kill. Oh, that's his thing. Like Batman, he doesn't kill. But they were making fun of Otto Octavius. We see the ma- magic spider suit. There's a, a whole bunch of stuff in here that is. This movie is going to be great. They're already pre-sales are on sale now for the tickets, which are being sold on eBay for like a thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, that's insane. Uh, it's coming out. I mean, December it did break 17th. the website. Yeah, December seventeenth. It broke and it broke the internet once they dropped the uh, ticket pre-sales have, on Spider Monday. I also have tickets to Middle Earth to sell if someone would like some. Then. Yeah, Middle Earth. Anyone going to Middle no. Earth? No, but here, Spider-Man, this scene really makes sense now because Spider-Man is trying to find a way to not send these people home without killing them because apparently Doctor Strange is just like, fuck it, kill them. I'm with Doctor Strange. Fuck them. That's it. Only way to do it is kill them. That's it. You got to off them. We get our classic goblin, a different goblin. We have MJ falling, like the classic, you know, uh, Gwen Stacy thing. And here at the end, this is what has fans really um, speculating because there was a portion at the end where they see, like, the reptile's head jut down like somebody's kicking him to where we're still thinking multiple Spider-Man. And there's the Gwen Stacy moment. Um, But Spider-Man, no way home. Mary Jane always falling. Really has fans captivated. We've heard Tom Holland saying, I don't know, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the last one. I I don't know. However, Spider-Man movie producer Amy Pascal has told fans that No Way Home is not the last Spider-Man movie. Why would you do that? She says, this is not the last Spider-Man movie that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We are getting ready to make uh, the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. We're thinking of this as three films, and now we're going on to make the next three. So there's Star Wars in that shit. We have this is our original trilogy. Now we're going to get the sequel trilogy of Spider-Man films, which is going to break the mold on Spider-Man of what we know actually now to where, you know, no, you don't do more than three. Now, with Sony and Marvel behind this, we're getting two trilogies of Spider-Man. Like, who do you think we are, Valve? <laughs> <laughs> we're, not a, we're not afraid of threes, motherfucker. <laughs> so, Kelly, 
Where do you want to see them go in this next trilogy? Because obviously this is like they're ending off the No Way Home uh, trilogy with a Spider-Verse. So where do you want to see the next trilogy to go with Spider-Man? As you know, I wasn't always the biggest Spider-Man fan. Um, That's why I asked you first. I know, I know, I know. That's why you did. You put me right on the spot. Um, I would like to see more linking up. I I would like to see more of the the multiverses linking up more. More different Um, characters involved with Spider-Man. Like, they want to involve the Fantastic Four. If you're doing another trilogy of movies, involve Johnny Storm. Yes, I was actually thinking about going that direction. Or the other guy. um, Because... Fantastic Four could have been so much better, and I think if they did something like that, they could like any definitely re- revive, yeah. revive it, uh, make it. It would definitely make it a lot better because. Well, you look at the games. Sub par four would be. Nice. You look at the games with fan uh, with Spider Man, and even in this uh, the PlayStation Spider Man game, you still had Johnny Storm and different characters coming in and saying hi to Spidey. So you still had that Marvel interconnectedness. And that was really one of the better things of the game. Old man, where are you siding with it? Where do you want to see the next trilogy of Spider-Man movies to go? Are you looking connect forward Venom. to the Venom? Like, connect Venom. All right, now, like, do you want to connect it to like the King in Black to where you start yeah, getting I, into I, the but, symbiote but universe? I want, Venom, I want Venom to be the end game. Like, uh, of 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 this, I want the the inception of the Sinister Six first. Let me let me and ask then, you. And then Venom. Did you to watch? Come in. Did you watch Venom two? And the end Not of the yet. credit. All right. Well, watch let Venom me, two, and then I think that will more be solved in No Way Home. Because uh, I'll say it right now, I think Venom is going to be one of the Sinister Six in this movie. Let me let me ask you this. Like, all right, because I didn't see two two as well. So. What about Morbius too? Um, well, that's to come out next year. So I think that's later. So that's, I think, why we see Michael Keaton, because multiverse right now, we're tying everything together. Yeah, let me let me ask you this, uh, Chris, um, when you say Venom. So you're not talking about, you're talking about like the new Venom movies, um, not the Toby Maguire. Uh, Tom Venom, Hardy. Correct. Okay. Not Toby Maguire. Uh, um, I still name? want, so I want a Topher Grace version yeah. of Venom. Like I want, I want Tom Holland to get his black suit. But you don't want Higgity. see it's. It, I haven't seen like you said. I haven't seen. <laughs> well, I, I know haven't what seen they Venom say. 2. Title of the podcast. <laughs> so I haven't seen Venom two yet. So I don't know how that's going with the way that. Tom right. plays it because he plays it as like more of a good guy than a bad guy. The first one, well, he's, so, a, he's an anti hero in the first one, yeah. So, so but so, Spider Man being such just a hero, well, that's kind of hard because then because then you're going to make Tom down. Hardy's character become a lot bad, like a lot worse. It's well, just I can't see him. No, doing that. Tom, Eddie Brock was always was always uh, narcissistic you know, prick. He was, he was always out asshole, for himself, but he was, but he was never evil. He was well, just, no, we never said he was never evil. That's the definition spite, of an anti-hero. In the comics and in the animated Spider-Man series, he was always spiteful against Peter Parker and Spider-Man for being better than him. You can and you can have a rival and still, still be a good, that. good person. You can no, still, I get have it, still be self-centered and be a good person. What I'm trying to say is how you said you want to tie those into together. Would you make them allies or would they go back to being enemies? 
uh, they would go back to being rivals. rivals. It would be like you know, a one-upmanship. But would it be? What I'm saying though is, how would you, knowing that the, the character that Tom Hardy's playing in that Venom series, and knowing how Peter Parker is, and especially with Venom being that way, how would you make that? Like, who would be the villain in that movie? Nobody. No because one would. No one would. You would have it. it it's a very. Do you common, see where? Do you see where I'm trying to? Go but with it's this, a very like, common trope right now is not having a villain and just having a misunderstding and having that be the main. You're allowed to tell a story and and like Venom can think that Spider-Man's an ass and and and, and, and Peter Parker can think Venom's an ass and then they have this come to Jesus moment that you know oh we're actually doing the same thing against each other won't we work together and then exactly it, it what i'm trying to say is movie. so we have okay. the title of the next spider-man movie is spider-man tale of two asses <laughs> spider-man insert symbiote suit the only reason i'm asking is how how much content could you get out of that for if you're if he said the next like series well, how much content could you, you get out of them too multiverse have, of opportunities i know you would have to add multiple so you have to add more people than just Venom is what I'm saying. So here, here's here's my take on it. We're going to get another version of, of Tom, uh, Tom Hardy, Venom, because this whole multiverse is going to change. You've that. already how seen. Venom is being portrayed now is not. But you've already it's, it's seen own four inception. different symbiotes in these two different movies. I will say that you've seen. Yeah, but they had two symbiotes say, in the first movie. They have Carnage. And I think that one of the other symbiotes comes back in the second. So you you already have this layer of people. So now introducing right, but, but, them into the MCU, now you have those. You have sim. You have mutants. You have a whole bunch of different shit. So that is going to prolong the amount of content and the movies that you can make because now you have all these different ingredients that you can add into this movie. But when, but yeah, so. Are we on the path of like a multiversal war? And that's the question. And if we are, we can treat the Venom verse as its own, as its own world. But they're not and, doing that. Uh, they won't. They want to see them two together. But there is a way to do it without. But Amy Pascal saying, "Hey, we got three more deep." I think they're knuckle deep into this. They're going wrist in, at least elbow in the long term. Well. They can elbow to the next story, so that's what I'm going to say. Because how fitting. We're elbow deep into the Sarlacc pit with this next story because Book of Boba Fett drops a teaser trailer. Next Star Wars story from Mandalorian creator John Favreau. Uh, uh, Fett and the mercenary Fennec Shen may not win. Navigate the galaxy's underworld when they return to the sand of Tatooine territory once ruled by Jabba the Hutt and his criminal syndicate. The Book of Boba Fett premieres on December 29th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, there is a power vacuum, Favreau told Empire Magazine once, uh, about where Boba Fett picks up post credit scenes in the ending of The Mandalorian Season 2 to set up the spinoff. Because Jabba is gone, Jabba was clearly a very strong and imposing leader. I don't know why. He was a slug, but everybody was afraid of him. Like, 
what was his actual could he just like wrap up around you and just like crush you like he was just gangster man why was was everybody afraid of a slug did nobody have salt it was reputation (laughs) from his younger days (laughs) just pour a bunch of salt on him you'll be fine nobody said hey jabba let's take a trip to the beach nobody thought of lives in the desert no, well, they it? they couldn't say anything because Hada Osuna. Hada But he was an imposing leader for some Inona reason. <laughs> A strong right, listen, imposing listen. leader. He was a powerful crime lord because his family was powerful crime lords. So it's all about the family. Yeah, it was basically he was like the uh, yeah, like the Don Corleone. I mean, his family. Uh, they were worthy of take. Yeah, so they ruled with an worthy. iron fist. And yeah. uh, Favreau says you pull somebody like that out Nothing of the ecosystem of tattooing <laughs> and hut space in general, and you're going to have the opportunity that's ripe with the gangster genre. And, and you that, hear about it in Clone Wars, by the way, that and, about yeah. his family being huge crime organization. You see it in the games as well. They hold a, they the hold huts, a lot of power. The hut syndicate is very powerful and with this it's the gangster genre it's apparently speaks, apparently they own a lot of the, a big portion of the galaxy yeah it speaks to the american Not soul wrong. because the gangster genre <laughs> is very popular uh, 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 with uh, everything uh, 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 and then you uh, have uh, 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 you have bounty hunter and then you come out with a gangster saga like that's a smart play on fucking star wars disney move because you're playing to your audience hey this is a bounty hunter he's just trying to make his way but he's a good guy now you got fucking boba fett who i guess you could call him a child war trauma he's a clone clone veteran his dad got his head chopped off it's true there was a lot of trauma there right in front of him I would imagine he, he did, had to. He did train. That's some Jedi heavy PTSD years. shit. Was there yeah, a psychologist in the bottom of that? He went, pit? he went to prison. <laughs> no, he's like, no, you'll. Because he was so much better of a person when he came out of that Sarlacc pit. I mean, maybe that's that come to death moment. But it's, well, it's called it's called perspective. It's when all you're being <laughs> when you're being devoured and and chewed on well, for th- almost a thousand years. In the first trailer that we saw a Bo- book of Boba Fett. He was saying, look, Jabba ruled with an iron fist. I'm trying to rule with understanding so and respect. So and he, an iron fist. He is ruling with respect, but I feel like he's going the Jedi way of like, look, what happened? Sets the lightsaber down. No, what happened? You know, that real intimidating but still honest and, you know, different kind of perspective than you would have gotten from Jabba. You know, and that's where you're seeing Boba Fett as a very efficient bounty hunter, but now going into that leadership role of a crime syndicate, you know, and I would almost love to see like a little uh, underlying, you know, Crimson Sun with like Darth Maul coming up underneath of him and having that fucking dichotomy of like a battle in like, you'd probably have to do that in like a second season. But it's kind of what it's one reason why I love Star Wars. There's so many characters that you can get so deep with, and they could just forever keep going. Oh, you could have Hanzo in there. Just, yeah, you could just keep going. Hanzo. Hanzo. Yeah. Everyone loves Hanzo. Oh man, I hope they have Hanzo in the first season. That would be so great. 
Everyone loves Hanzo. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean though. Like, there's like so many places you could go. Yeah, stories. It's just any backstory would be interesting. It doesn't matter where you go in that galaxy. You can make up a fucking name and a planet, and it could be the dildo of dicks, and that's a fucking Star Wars planet. And everything looks like kind of like a dick, but just like Except not the Ewok enough. Movie. Ewok movie sucked. So other than that, everything else was good. <laughs> I mean, they're furry bears. Like, that's like putting a camera on Link. Like, how much are you really getting out of that? Exactly. It was terrible. They're little teddy bears. Nobody wants to see that all day. What about that one thing I put in the family chat a while ago about Furbies? How they're actually like (laughs) predators because they have forward facing eyes. How fucking terrifying is that? It's a whole fleet of like a flock of Furbies just ready to nibble at your calves. (laughs) I used to work with a guy Stop. that looked exactly like the Furby. Wow, that is really what? creepy. That, was he human? Yeah. <laughs> Very hairy, apparently. That's what they told me. I didn't ask any questions. Do you, you work with birds? I mean, this is a bird? <laughs> long, long Look, time ago. He checked out human on the form. It was fine. Didn't know there was a checkbox for human, but he checked it out. He actually read I'm it I'm going in to check non-sentient. Yeah. <laughs> But Big Boba Fett, we'll check it out on December 29th on Disney+. Plus. But another thing we'll check out in the future is a casting for a new show, which is Natasha Liu Borduzzo is to play Sabine Wren on Disney Plus's Star Wars Ahsoka show, which you see the the picture here. First off, gorgeous girl, perfect casting. If you've ever watched Star Wars Rebels, you know if you Sabine haven't, Wren, get off your ass. You know, even Big Brothers watched it. He loved it. Twice. It was such a good show. And now we have Sabine Wren, Ahsoka, we have this Mandalorian who's really kind of psychopathic in her pyrokinetic explosive abilities, but really has an affinity for the arts and graffiti. So yeah. she's an artist. And you're just a judgmental prick. With your Furby mm-hmm. in the background. Yep. <laughs> it's, the, it's the guy that he used to work yeah, with. Yeah, he looks just like that. That's what, he like. That's what he looked like. He looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice little tie here. Oh, hey, George. I haven't seen Oh, oh no, that's a picture. George, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, oh that's no, a Furby. That's, that's oh, I'm so sorry. But I'm sorry, I thought you were another guy. I like that they are adding in rebels and different characters from the animated universe and they're not necessarily tying themselves to the person who did the voice acting and now you're getting they should not you have sabine Wren. you have your weird multicolored mandalorian of death and explosions you know and Limited series written by Dave Filoni, who executive produced, uh, along with uh, John Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy. No additional details are known about the Ahsoka series, but we do assume that it's going to pick up right where it left off, just like where they're going with Book of Boba Fett. We're going to see Ahsoka, and it it is also said that Hayden Christensen is involved with this series as well. They are saying that it's cool. probably flashbacks only with the Hayden Christensen. That'll be good. Although, even if you just, like, slap a fucking stuntman in a suit and have a Darth Vader even, fight, that would be dope. Even if you go back to, like, training? Yeah. Because you just covered, like, the war. There was, like, training before that. And that could be cool. 
and right. how he got his Padawan and shit. You could have that whole like emotional tie that we didn't see in Clone Wars. And, you know, because Anakin was not a proper Jedi. He, he had was, emotional connections to everyone, which had, you're not supposed to have. issues. Yes, he had issues. <laughs> he had attachment issues. He had attachment issues. But he, he was so problems. powerful in the Force, they're like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck his... He's problems. a little bit... You know, Anakin's a little fucked up, but... A little bit, You know, yeah, he gets the job very... done, man. I'm going to let You know him what? Go. Everybody is. <laughs> no. Look, it's a war. We're going to look the other way. You know? That that was it. Like, eh. He's powerful. You know what? We'll deal with it after. Fuck it. We'll deal with it later. And then everyone died. Turns out that wasn't such a good policy. But a good policy is casting her as Sabine Wren. Because I think that that, that's actually strong casting, which is what Disney is really strong with. I don't know if they're using the same casting person (laughs) that they do with Marvel, but they got some strong casting people over there. So we'll have to see how this is going because we're getting a strong, um, with this in uh, Obi-Wan, we're getting a strong sense of like this emotional connection to Vader and the other side that we haven't seen, which I'm actually really excited for. With Obi-Wan, you have this mentor processing his Padawan, his prized pupil, who is like, oh, he's on the council. Nobody else has done this. I'm the best fucking master ever. Holy shit, you're Lord Vader. Mm -hmm. And then you have Ahsoka like, oh, my God, what the fuck happened to master? Like, and then after Rebels, she feel like she realizes like shit. Lord Vader is master. What the hell happened when I was left? I I was gone for five minutes. Not really. I was getting a cup of coffee. <laughs> that was it. I just went when to Starbucks. I had some coffee. What the hell? You turned to the dark side. One cup of coffee. Like all I did was get out of the shower. That was <laughs> it. This is a short time. What the fuck did you do? Oh yeah, it's not kind of killed oh, yeah. all the younglings. When lines. you were out, I went to the dark side. Oh okay. You want some cream? It's kind of an afterthought. Oh, yeah, Padme died, too. Huh, that sucks. So Explains the mask. <laughs> That's just Cry COVID it out, regulation. buddy. Cry it out. You can take the mask off. Even the Empire has COVID regulation. Um, but, no, I kind of f- I think that there's a lot of different... You walk into a, a supermarket looking dressed like Vader now, nobody bats an eye. No, yep. not at all. I saw a guy find with that eggplant disturbing. I saw a guy with like a a, ma- a gas mask on just walk in, and I was like, "It's fine. That's it's fine. totally normal now. That's normal. It's like you got money for the he's mask. Getting his, he's getting his bread and milk for the new world order. It's it's like living <laughs> in a video game. A guy with a gas mask changed. for some reason. The some new world order needs his oil changed, but. No, but uh, I, I definitely like how you're seeing the different perspectives, almost like you would see in any other kind of like deep film or movie, Being that th- forethought being put into these series. And that's expanding the universe, but it's also connecting more people than you would normally see because, you say, oh, that's a Star Wars thing. That's this thing. But it's actual deep connected story, which is actually you know, really intuitive in its own right. So it's something that you it always though? hope for with your properties. Is it though? Yeah, sometimes. Not all the okay. time. Depends on the area. The only I'm thing- just more intrigued as uh, with Bane as a uh, 
as a uh, a car mechanic service writer. That would be an awesome show. Okay. I'm sorry to tell you, but your car failed <laughs> state inspection for your wiper blades. It's going to be forty dollars. That's bullshit. What did you say? Yeah, no, capitalist Bane does not work. <laughs> but because it's not part of the New World Order. One thing that is part of the New World Order is this next story, because Mass Effect live-action series reportedly nearing development at Amazon. Yeah, we'll see. Mass Effect video game franchise could be the latest to jump from consoles to the small screen. Amazon see, it's Studios. Monday to Friday, 3 to about 5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all Jangor Overall, I'm all Jangor Gaming. This is, on this, this, this is different. This is a small screen oh, production. Oh, okay. Different than the other small screen. Oh. Yeah, this isn't phone screen. This is TV screen because Amazon Studios is reportedly nearing the end of negotiations for the upcoming adaptation of the games. Uh, while there has been speculation about the Mass Effect series or film for some time, coming uh, news of Amazon Studios coming close to securing a deal uh, to develop a live-action series comes from a recent report by Deadline. Further details were not provided, but the show is reportedly just one of many genre projects that Amazon Studios plans to develop for the future. Amazon, ahead uh, of Amazon, Jennifer Salk, Salky, I don't know, uh, has said, "You will see continuing. Uh, you will see us continuing to invest in fantasy genre of all kinds. We have a genre-focused team on the ground in studios who work." tirelessly with our creative partners on those slates and you can look forward to more so amazon is not a streaming service that i traditionally like i don't habitually go back to them you know besides if i want to go back and buy something for somebody for a birthday and then they hit they hit gold they do like they have those certain shows which really kind of hit the mark but they don't they're not that they're not netflix you know what i mean they're not funimation they're not that streaming service you will habitually go back to and hey what do they have out you know hbo max i've noticed i've continuously gone back to that like oh what did you guys put out like what do you got what do you got in that catalog amazon is has never been that streaming service to do that for me have you guys found that as well no, for only a couple of shows. You know, there's like, oh, they got this, The Expanse. Yeah. That's that's the Expanse, one I absolutely Invincible, fucking love. The Boys. Yeah. Um, the one uh, where if Germany upload, won the war, I can't remember, we talked about it before. Upload is great. Um, but there's there's not the that, Man in the High Castle. Man, high, man yes. in the High Castle. Yeah, yes. that was really good. But they have like one offs. Like, hey, this show's good. Oh, that one's good too. But it's not enough for you, for you to continue to go back. It's not. It's not. It's not a staple. It's like, not unless enough you're alone. All right. Now, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you're get, Maisel. You're getting so much marvelous yes, Miss Maisel. Marvelous Miss Maisel. But if you're an Amazon Prime member, you're getting so much else with that deal that you're not necessarily just focusing on that streaming content, yeah. and that's where they're getting you. But they're also taking their time 
to develop these great shows. So, you know, everyone can't be a hit, but they do have a good track record just with all the the numbers that we listed off right here. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, Marvelous Miss Maisel, they just confirmed, I think, like a season four or five for that shit. Good. And I'll watch it. Because uh, four. Yeah, four. Four. And I'll watch it because it was good. The first season, once I watched it after the second season, tits, was good. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Yellowstone's good. Is that, wait, is that Amazon? No. Could you no, that, that is on, on it's on Hulu actually right now and Peacock. Now, is my main question is anybody actually still watching Apple TV? Is that still a thing? That's still a thing? Okay. Yes, it's still a thing. Okay. I mean, see the the show C with Jason Momoa and uh Dave Batista's in the second season is worth the watch. Is it spelled say. just C, the letter C S-E-E. or is it S E E or S E A E E or S E A E E E E I or is it spelled S E E A N D W H dot com? The whole premise is that the the human race went blind. And they have learned to adapt, and there's like it's now like tribal, so it's pretty cool. No, it's still tribal. It's still tribal. I'm, we didn't go far from all off of that. We're still tribal. Oh no, we didn't. But, you know, <laughs> Don't that's, worry. That's the point. We're, yeah, we're yeah, still the there. Tent, of course, <laughs> we're still there. Don't worry. Then we're gonna but... get stuff. <laughs> Did you guys watch the tick? I oh, loved yeah, the tick. Was amazing. That's and then they canceled it. And I'm like, you get a good show and you fucking cancel it. What is wrong with <laughs> you? It was just like the original tick, though. And it, it didn't get long screen time, but it was still amazing. And I thought the Amazon, the tick was perfectly done. Of course, the yes, boys. Oh, the boys. Yeah. And their next season. I can't wait for that to drop. A lot like our next story. I can't wait for this to drop next Saturday, December 4th. I really hope that our Iron Kelly could be there as well. But Christopher Bristow, the old man, and myself will be at the Aston Iceworks for Podcast for Cancer for a fundraiser for Jake Long. They're not giving out cancer. We cleared that up last week. Yeah, no, 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 that's not a door prize. That's not, that's not no. a door. I was told they, they misled. Me. No, you'll get a buffet, uh, a, a buffet, a voucher Ooh, a for uh, two free drinks and one entry for a door prize. What type of drinks? But you will also, if you can't make it there, but you still want to donate, you just hop over to Vimo and go to uh, at OCSN hyphen donations and make your donation today old man myself christopher bristow and frank one punch percy will be there talking luggy and nuttiness right there for a slot but we're going to be part of the main goal of getting funds for jake long and his medical expenses for cancer man which fuck cancer and it's very expensive so yeah his uh his father uh got esophageal cancer so um yeah it's it's unfortunate, but he just wants to, you know, Jake wants to offset the the cost of what it's going to be. So, yeah, man. And that's 
the main benefit of going out there to help him because it, nobody should go out there alone with this because it's something that plagues everybody. Everybody knows somebody who's been affected by cancer, and it's one of those things that we need to band together and say, fuck cancer, help this guy out. And we're going to be there live, our first charity event. Obviously, this is the third-year anniversary of Projangers and Wallhangers in its current state coming together. Um, so this is the perfect event to banner around and gather together to help this man try to get some expenses down for a, a costly future. So Yes, sir. Definitely wanted to highlight this. We have been highlighting it and you know, uh, it's one of those things that you can't stop, but you can definitely try to help somebody out on the back end. Giggity. Yeah. A lot like this next story. Right. I don't know how that segues in, but we're just going to work it out. I, I normally listen for a segue, but there was no segue there. There there wasn't. It was just a, we're just switching gears now. Shift it to fifth. Because Marvel, a new Marvel MMO. That was a grinding shift. Oh, yeah, that was a grindy shift into this story, but we popped it in there because a new Marvel MMORPG could be in the works from Dimensional Inc. Studios, which, if you don't know what they have done, a little thing called DC Universe Online. Yeah, man. They are supposedly working on a Marvel MMORPG. Marvel's been dominating some of the uh, biggest spaces in entertainment for years now. And uh, the realm of video games is no exception. Between Marvel Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and series upcoming projects, comic fans seem to be in uh, very good hands when it comes to the future of superhero games. And if Marvel's current slate of games is any suggestion, that the Marvel MMORPG may be in the works from the team behind DC Universe Online. That is awesome news. I, I will I loved, wait to hear from more information. I loved DC Universe Online when it, when it came out. When it first came out, that was one of the ones that I actually subscribed to. And yep. like the old I, I remember. And I actually fucking bought DLC so I could get the Green Lantern shit. Like I made my heroes in that and it was so good. The fucking stories and that the grinding and the loot, everything came together mm-hmm. flawlessly and I feel like that is the perfect studio to have course correct crystal dynamics marvel avengers i would say so yeah that that's that seems the accurate approach i mean because even in this article they keep going on on like what uh crystal dynamics did wrong and what you know these guys can do right i'm just focused on what they could do with a good marvel mmo rpg like just have it boom you know, eastern region, you know, start off the game, eastern coast of America, and make that your MCU. You got your New York, you're going to have different places with different heroes and shit, and have your different starting locations for your hero to where you have your four classes, you have a different place, just like um, with DC Online, to where you could pick your hero, and that depends on where you start have that in the same Marvel sense and then make your own Marvel hero. I would love that. Who doesn't want to make their own fucking superhero in a game? 
I feel we've like had, that would we, be the perfect a, thing for an MMO. We had a plethora of games that was like Freedom Force and City of Heroes, and like that is still relevant today. And why not have one of those games at the forefront with Marvel? You know what I mean? In this next gen console generation, starting off mm-hmm. strong, having a good MMO. Boom, this is our Marvel dick. You hop in our universe as your own hero, and you go on with all these popular heroes as mentors, and you can keep going with that. That Those are some of the best games to where you can pick your powers and then go along with the story, you know? And X-Men had a game like that. Marvel Avengers, I will say, it did fall flat, especially with the Spider-Man DLC just being literally adding Spider-Man in there. And nothing else. It just, yep. besides a cutscene, it just kind of it, it was a very disappointing end to the Marvel's Avengers scene. So, you know, with this MMORPG, I kind of hope they go, go along the lines of uh, the Old Republic and what they did. You know, they were and they're still churning out content fucking 10 years later we talked about it a couple podcasts ago and i'm which i'm reinstalling right now oh no i'm i'm gonna hop in on that we got to play that this week um okay let's do that but it's one of those things where i want it to be like that i want a good mmo marvel game to be like the old republic kelly what character like do you want to see them do just avengers in a marvel game do you want them to see like go all over like avengers and defenders and every different character i would love to see every like a smorgasbord of marvel characters not just one or the other i I, i'm a for like i said like with the movie like the movies i'd like to see more mixing of the marvel uh multiverse um I I'm just a big fan of that. Just having everything it's what they did with the DC Universe only. Yeah, like when they did Marvel versus Capcom. Like for example, Marvel versus Capcom game, it wasn't yes. just this or that. It was like a bunch of different Marvel characters that were all in different multiverses fighting each other. Um all so like, really like, buff. Yeah, they were, that was a fun game too. Until oh, they, yeah. I mean the, the third one sucked, but two was the good one. <laughs> but still, having that expansive multiverse and having all the characters together, you know, swinging around as Spider-Man and then meeting up with like Daredevil or, you know, Human Torch or swinging by the X-Mansion and stopping by to say hi to, you know, Professor X Wolverine. That's the kind of thing that we should have in this game, you know? Even if you just centered the game around New York, you could still have a bunch of different characters involved. Yeah, New York. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen. We'll just we'll just make it Hell's Kitchen. Oh, I would still love a Daredevil game. <clears throat> I think a Daredevil yeah, game would be Daredevil games definitely be pretty cool. I mm-hmm. think it, it, using, would, using, like, it would just be like Batman. How you, like in the Batman Arkham games, where you can use senses and stuff. The detective sense. Yeah, yeah. You can't have that the whole game though. That would have to be an extra sense. <laughs> I would love to play a game as a blind man. That would be a really <laughs> fun game. <laughs> it just. 
What would what would it be like to be a blind what do superhero? I do? Where am I going? <laughs> the new Daredevil VR experience. I will tell you what. I will tell you what. The graphics in that game would be very cheap to do. Oh my god! Yeah, best graphics money can buy. I don't know. Everything's Bam. black. Black, blind black guy? screen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Black screen with subtitles, and that's all you get. Hang on. No, you do the Ben Affleck Daredevil game. To that way. All you have to do, the only kind of visuals you would get is if it's raining, and then you would get the red kind of rain and sound effects and everything, and then you'd be oh, able to I, see. I thought I thought you were kind of taking this the whole different route, like Ben Affleck signing the contract for Daredevil, like like his inception to that. That would have been great. You <laughs> <laughs> was like, no, hey, I was saying Kevin Smith, a Ben Affleck. VR Daredevil game. I would like to see it's neither DC or Marvel. Okay. I would like to see though, like as like a Easter egg character you can play as like either Kato or, or Green Hornet. Okay. Just he's not Marvel or. Let's DC, be honest. Obviously. It would be Kato, and then it, Green Hornet would just like always take credit for when you tip. This is- yeah. Um, Green yeah. Hornet would always take credit <laughs> like that. For every, you, you would, everything, you would be Kato, every mission much, you meet. He would just be like your sidekick that follows you around. Yeah, but he would just take credit for everything that you did. Like, Aha, look how I beat everybody. Like, oh, my God, Green Hornet. That's so great. Well, he has all the money. I mean, he's paying for everything. So. Well, I, that that well, doesn't mean it's shit. The one thing, the one thing Green Hornet the workers, always, damn it. The one thing Green Hornet had was always storytelling, which, by chance, is the next story. Mm-hmm. Hey. Because... Procedural storytelling is exploding possibilities of the video game narratives. Procedural stories in video games often induce a specific kind of delight. You'll uh, know when it hits a realization that the code and algorithms of the game seem to be generating a coherent narrative from your own impulse, seemingly chaotic actions. Uh, it's what 2020's sensational blast ball and this year's breakout indie hit, uh, Wild Wild Myth, shared in common. Uh, two Wilder strike- Myth. Wilder Myth. Wilder Myth. Is that Wilder Myth? Wilder Myth. Wilder Myth. Dwarf Dwarf Fortress as well. Yeah. We'll just call it Game of Thrones. So essentially, <laughs> what they did with Shadow this, of Mordor is on here too. We all know um, procedural generated environments. We all know procedural generated everything. This is procedural generated storytelling. And so it's Dungeons and Dragons in video game. Yeah, that's essentially what the whole article was trying to say. Yeah. So we have an AI dungeon master. Yeah. AI dungeon master might be the title of the podcast. (laughs) 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 Isn't your guns to AI dungeon master? Isn't it crazy how like D and D was looked at as like, oh, you're so nerdy, you suck, but now it's like becoming popular again. Right? Yeah, we gotta we gotta reach out to to Doug and 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 do the Perjanger D and D. Yes, but I just imagine the most nerdy guy ever with the fucking taped. Horn rim glasses. <laughs> in a fucking in a fucking tuxedo walking down a red carpet. Like, oh my god, it it's Mage Master 20. Mage Master 20, please come interview us. And well, then, Sector 9 of the G Force says we're not supposed to do that. Uh, what what is your inspiration going into this D D match? 
I'm like, well, you know, I'm just trying to keep a level head and make sure the narrative goes uh, straight and forward and uh, make sure uh, that everything followed is... followed all uh, the rules in the Section G of uh, the 36B. I mean, let's be that, honest. I'm a level 20 mage. Uh, nothing, can, nothing can stop me right now. You know, like, kind of... <laughs> I just imagine that kind of, like, esports Dungeon and Dragons kind of level, but that's not what this story is. Um, this story, uh, you know what I want though? I want Greg Proops to narrate it though. That would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> I will allow that. Um, drama as video games continue to prove is harder to convince players of than space itself, which provide, uh, which makes procedural success all the more eye catching for mainstream hits such as The Sims to cult classics like RimWorld. Now it feels like this sandbox approach to storytelling is starting to bear even greater narrative fruit. If you ask uh, game makers about their origins of the procedural narratives, you'll get nothing resembling a on, consensus. They use The Sims as a reference? I think sandbox yeah. coins may going up too. Yeah, they use The Sims. I mean, it was I procedural kind of generated with the homes and shit like that that you would get. Yeah, and then, the then you know, the, the masochism people would just block in, fe- fence in the, the sim, and they would just die. You fence them no, in no, 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 no. Or, or let them go swimming and take out the ladder. <laughs> Those were people who were just interested in playing God. Uh, that was uh, black and white. I was that. I was Because you wanted people. ghosts in the basement to haunt the place. That's yeah. all. How can how I make this ghosts? uncomfortable for everyone? And how can I? How can I completely just do the wrong thing in this game? Look, man, who hasn't put their sim in a room and deleted the door just to make him pee himself? <laughs> oh my god, I piss myself! I can't believe it. And they would have an existential crisis. I mean. It, you're the psychopath, really. <laughs> that's not that's me. That's pretty much like this generation. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's what's wrong with America. No, no, no. That's totally fine as long as you ask them their gender pronoun. Yes. So Ooh. Ooh. you mentioned uh, <laughs> steering it on the tracks for newcomers. You mentioned old man Dwarf Fortress. It can be intimidating beneath its mass inscrutable ASC2 icon lies a fiendishly complex simulation. On a basic level, it's the world filled with flora, fauna, and foes and resources, plus, of course, uh, your dwarves. All of whom have unique personalities. Oh, it's a mine. Your job mine. is to ensure their happiness by building a colony that can satisfy their various needs and thus... Oh, there's another picture below of the mine. There we are. Wow. Um, that's, yeah. It's an yeah. impressive mine, man. Uh, satisfy their it's needs something. and ensure their survival of the group. Mm-hmm. You may ace colonization itself, but... Suddenly, a gigantic monster kills half your group, which means you fail at bringing in the harvest. Just like that, the colony is no more. It sort of naturally creates these stories, says Austin over Zoom. That's a weird name. And because you're invested in the personalities all along, the drama happens in your head. Along with, that's where that Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing comes in. Mm -hmm. Yes. What shall we call our son? Austin over Zoom. 
your parents hated you. But that's the thing is I will allow it. This is all a story in your head with your imagination, which is a completely new concept apparently in the in this day and age when you constantly have yeah, a I called that the interface 80s. in front of your face like a fucking zombie. So actually using your imagination Anyone? is now a goddamn generational fucking astounding amazing idea anyone here remember when you had to use your imagination no like when you had to take Holy a shit without that. a cell phone <laughs> going yeah. outside yeah anybody yeah, taking a shit house. without a cell phone you remember eating cereal in the morning and reading the box of cereal like it was the newspaper because it's still all do. you had it was the all you had you just had a cereal box like oh there's vitamin B it in here. It still says Captain Crunch. And, 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 the, and the cereal actually was connected to whatever TV show you were watching because you wanted to see the connected yeah. story. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we it, never it, got that it cereal. Was, we got the bags. No, that's, no, that's we got the bag the stuff. It was still good, though. It was the same, just cheaper. Um, uh, I was happy with Cracker Jack. <laughs> you, crack. you rich fuck. <laughs> 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 Fucking Cracker Jack's over here. Like, we had Cracker Pops. But I don't know how to segue that. I don't either. But no. <laughs> Next story. Yeah. Uh, procedural generation may be the future, but another thing that's the future. Huh. Well, that's rats playing Doom. Oh, yes. Got rats. rats named Carmack and Romeo. Are playing Doom now. This is the fucking. This is the fucked up part. Here is the uh, video, but there were actually three rats. Okay, Carmack, did one Romeo, kill, did they team up and kill the other rat? Well, Carmack, Romeo, and Tom. Tom. All right, yeah, Tom. I can see why Tom went, but they didn't mention Tom. Tom was the forgotten. You never beetle. talk about Tom. Yeah, Tom's What's the forgotten beetle. Going? Now this is it. They're is essentially it? they just keep walking forward and they say this is playing doom but as far as a rat goes this is actually pretty impressive getting a rat i guess because they have the hand in the back to where if they can't move back because if they want to move back that little robotic arm pulls up on them and kind of nudges them forward they're not they're not really playing the game it's just drinking the juice out of the well, it's thing. the reward center, so he's getting them like right uh, here. Hey, he's playing Doom. Let me see killing him some he's not even shooting the guy. Sipping his gin there. and juice. No, oh, he got them. That's where the ro- that's where the robot arm comes in, into play right here. To where he said he didn't have time to reinforce the behavior of shooting mechanics, but he had the time to reinforce the behavior of walking. So the main thing here is that he got rats walking through Zoom. In a straight maze. Now, make him go. But he also experimented with the fighting here. And he had three different rats. Carmack, Romeo, and Tom. Tom was actually the one who uh, was more inclined with the shooting. So, you know, maybe don't include Tom in future studies. That's how a little trigger head. That's how Planet of the Rats happens, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm just a rat. Playing my doom. I'm just a rat in a cage. Despite all my rage, I'm just a rat playing doom in a cage. (laughs) Sipping my gin and juice. (laughs) But the really cool part is that he got rats to play doom, man. I mean, this is just another good feel-happy story of trying to make you, you know, hey, we're talking about doom again. Still. 
<laughs> 40 years own. later, we're still, <laughs> we're talking, still talking about Doom. Yeah. About Doom. <laughs> yeah. But rats are playing Doom now, 40 years later. You know? I mean, hey, they had a little process to go through. And uh, technically, they just walked forward. So we still have a long way away. We'll allow it, though. La- rats actually playing Doom. They're not going in on real tournament and getting top kills, you know? No. They, were, they were walking forward, which most people in our day and age, we're surprised that most people can walk forward and breathe at the same time. That's very true. Very, very true. But one thing we're also astounded at is the end segment, which is what would your sci-fi dream job be? Any kind holodeck of installer. All right, I would be the holodeck installer. You'd be perfect. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be the holodeck cleaner. Oh, no, God. I don't want to be the cleaner. No. That would get way too messy. Holodeck installer, because I would be the one testing out all the programs. God, it's all coming. Put, put, Shit, what the hell? Why did I take this job? Why is this Why is this holodeck program sent a hentai and it has bucarel on it? <laughs> hey, man, I don't, clean up. I don't clean up. I don't ask questions. All right. Let, yeah. me, let me tell you which mine would be. All right. I have a couple, so I hope I don't repeat anyone's just because I right. couldn't decide which one was best. Keep firing off. Yeah, keep shooting them out. Someone will catch them. Giggles. Avatar, <laughs> Avatar Operator. So, Avatar Operator. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, That'd be pretty dope. Ghostbuster. Oh, yeah. yeah. Less kind of on the Ghostbuster because My I know favorite, they have Because I love the movie and I love... I know they I haven't love, put the physical harm in there, but that dog that might, had very sharp fucking razor teeth, okay? And those dead people could have probably given you tuberculosis, all right? There are so, uh, there's av- problems with being a Ghostbuster. Avatar and and a, and a man, and Men in Black are my two favorite, or my two that are like that. So I, li- I would be Men in Black, but my favorite altogether, because I love the post-apocalyptic... Um, you know, cyberpunk, mm-hmm. um, dark synthwave, everything. So, a replicant hunter from uh, Blade Runner. Oh yeah, all right, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, let's hope you don't get it wrong. <laughs> oh my god, that was a little girl. All right, guys, my bad, my bad. I I was wrong. Insurance covers that, right? <laughs> just here, call that number and file a claim. Number on the back. <laughs> I just, I just love those kinds of like that movie and <laughs> call the number and file a claim. The insurance adjuster will give you money for your dead daughter. I'm so sorry. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> God, that is a comedy in the making. I love that choice. <laughs> um, I'll tell you right now. On your choice of Men in Black, my first choice would be the Greeter. Of Men in Black, that guy who just sits there so at the front boring. door, dude. He reads the paper. He reads the paper. He's just making sure. Uh, yep, that's Jay. Yep, that's K. You only got twenty six letters. You got to worry about man. There's more people to work there than that. Twenty six letters. That's it. Maybe a couple J's, a couple F's, maybe a couple B's. Throw a little <laughs> S's in there for spice. And you know the door greeter. Uh, Anybody me. else? I'm. I'm, I'm a silent shot. Yes, I am Jay, but I am a silent Jay. Thank you. 
<laughs> I could, I J, could K, and yeah. It would actually be silent yeah. B. It's a silent yeah. Bob. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. But I thought immediately that that greeter, because all I did was he just sat there, read his paper, had a good life, probably had bagels on Tuesdays, you know? Yeah, that, that old he person. He was probably retiring. He was probably an agent, and then, yeah, you know, you can't, it can't do it anymore, so now he's got put on door duty. Well, I got to you know? do something, goddammit. I'm going to be the he, greater. He's wait, he's on his third wife. <laughs> you know, he's got lots of bills to pay. Beatrice loves my job. <laughs> he's got lots of bills to pay. Child support still. That, no, I guess he's probably not that. And, you know, he's got. Holy fuck. This guy's like 80. How many kids did he have? He's like, yep, still he's got lots of grandchildren. Support. They need to be spoiled. So you that's know, worse than student working. loans. This guy. He loves to be waiting in the grave. He's waiting to get his severance package. So <laughs> even that's yeah. going to get taxed from his child support, man. <laughs> you got to think about that. Even the old man and his 87 kids is off before that. He likes the benefits. All right. <laughs> He's just waiting for the you benefits. You want the juice? He liked the juice. <laughs> he liked the juice. Huh? The juice is good, huh? <laughs> but ultimately, I mean, sci-fi job-wise, I would have to say, I mean, Kind of like that knickknack job on the Enterprise, you know. I don't want to be in in charge of anything important, like science station, where I'd have to know a lot of dilithium matrix shit or engineering. But I'd be like, I'd like to be, just be on that that main class ship. See, that way you have the access to the he's holodeck. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't, he's he like, wouldn't the doctor buttons? <laughs> wouldn't the doctor be kind of useless on a starship? Because all you have to do is just Transporter grab the thing room. and just heal. You're healed. There you go. Transporter room. I would, the boops, I would, the I would want to be the transporter guy. I'd, I'd be able to touch, want to push it here to there, and that's it. That would be my one job. Better. I he's the guy work. who pushes the bloops and the bleeps. <laughs> I want to work in 10 forward. Fuck, you got me beat. 10 forward, man. All you got to do is just, here's your drink. Chill. There you go. And you still get the holodecks. You still get all the fucking, like, you know, regular. Replicator stuff has to taste differently, though. It's probably fine. Than actual food. You wouldn't notice either way. No, I wouldn't. It'd be all fucking same, all cardboard all to you. The same. I'm just saying, I think there would be a different, a definite taste distinction between replicator flu, uh, food and regular food. It's something that Star Trek hasn't really... No, they did in uh, uh, Deep Space Nine. Because uh, Captain Sisko's father had that restaurant on Earth. Mm-hmm. So there you go. The explored territory. Unlike Star Trek. Yeah. But um Old or Big Brother, what was your choice? Ten forward. Ten forward. Um, ten forward. Old man, what was yours? Or find a bar. Agua deck installer. Yeah. Yeah. So we all have our choices and we want your you to put yours down below as well as like and comment. And, of course, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. We want you to hop on over to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all of the crazy and luggy and nutty moments right over to my stage right. And, uh, of course, got to hit the button. Until next week, I am Matthew Beaver, the Batman. Kelly Collins, our Iron Kelly. Christopher Bristow, the old man. <laughs> <laughs> Big brother, Steve Negro, producer. Hey. 
The lengthy hour. Check us out on Sunday. Right here on time. <laughs> Editor, producer, and knob gobbler, Kelly Collins. <laughs> we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, no. We got to end it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. Bye. <laughs> oh, that break for you, man. That was awesome. I held it until the got end. You good. I held it until the end. Up until that mixing board, man. That really got. I was like, that brain not that compute. <laughs> I, I couldn't fucking hold it. I together. was so. Fu- I was looking for the the one from Spaceballs. So bad. Like the radar that gets jammed. The radar. <laughs> the radar and the coffee. It, it seems to be jammed. <laughs> All right, I gotta go help. Only my one person gets me the raspberry. Uh, I gotta go help. Star. I love those <clears throat> those random texts. From I guess they're bots. Like you have Matthew, you you have uh, money that is pending for you. Like, look, bitch, I know where every single dollar. That I am owed is I I know I don't need to see that much of you, um, <laughs> at all, even. <clears throat> but all right, fair enough. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> but have you checked out Hawkeye? Yes, I watched both episodes. I now people are calling this the lame duck. I thought it was good. I, I, didn't I, I mind think it's it. good. Now, look, I had to turn in the Comcast boxes uh, today, and I went down to the place down by what will be known as the Concord Mall in history. Um, and I was sitting there at the Xfinity store, and they had Jingle All the Way. I will say this about Hawkeye so far, way better of a Christmas. TV series, you know, I mean, because Jingle All the Way was a movie, but if we're looking Christmas to Christmas here, Hawkeye is way better Christmas than Jingle All the Way so far. Now, being a Marvel yeah, fan, and, uh, I may have a skewed view. <laughs> Hawkeye, Hawk, uh, well, Jingle All the Way also has, you know, um, Anakin Skywalker, uh, the child, Jake Lloyd. Okay, That's well. true. We won't hold that against them. Oh, what was it? There was another one. Ralphie from A Christmas Story was an elf in the movie Elf. Yep. And I was yes, like, holy was. shit, just like the Haley Joel Osment. Like, you're still acting? Yeah, I've just not noticed because I'm not a cute kid anymore. Thank you for my self-esteem boost. No problem. <laughs> Bet you like to check. You know? Shut up and catch. <laughs> yep. But I did love Hawkeye. I love how they're spinning out Echo. <clears throat> yeah, the front fridge. <clears throat> We're now in the winter season, so the front half there is like a secondary Yeah, we, we, we have that. It's called the back porch. Yeah, man. Dude, sodas, every, anything you want to keep cool, you just... Store it back out there. We're in that season of the free refrigeration season. I keep 
I don't know how that aloe plant still lives it's, out there. It's seriously, I don't know. It's it's amazing. The, the aloe, aloe plant just needs sun. That's it. And well, it surprise of what it, it can live through. And now it is natural naturally from the desert. Okay, so that makes sense how it can extend. It can withstand extreme heat and extreme cold. Okay. What can also withstand extreme heat and extreme cold is the fucking game that I bought on Steam that you need to play, which oh, yeah? on, honestly, dude, honestly, I spent nine hours playing this game, and you know me. I don't get to play games unless I'm on vacation, and <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I am on vacation. Yeah, imagine Thank you. So I got the chance to play yesterday. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. First day of vacation, I was like, I'm going to do something I don't get to do. I'm going to play a fucking game. And I <laughs> bought it on sale for the Steam Autumn Sale, not Autism Sale. At my first He look, told me, he's like, hey, I got it at the Steam Autism Sale. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hang on. No, no, no. Autumn. Autumn Sale. Autumn's not autism. I thought that was a very, very specific sale for Steam to be having. I mean, I thought it was a very good, maybe, you know, subconsciously. I was like, ah, an autism sale. Of course I'll buy this game. It's supposed to be good. And I wasn't disappointed. Guardians of the Galaxy, or Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, it is cut along the same ilk of what they uh, Insomniac did with Spider-Man and what I okay. hope they're going to do with spider-man 2 and then also wolverine this is another it's not like the telltale guardians of the galaxy but it is in the fact that they see the core structure of the characters and they know what they're doing story-wise this is a single player game and us knowing already from reporting on it that it is Peter Quill from even, you know, the first eight, nine hours of playing this, you really appreciate Peter Quill because they're not Marvel Cinematic Universing Peter Quill. They're keeping it close to the vest with the comic universe. So you're getting a true Star Lord, <clears throat> an amazing soundtrack still. Still, I mean, it's almost a necessity. And. The story alone builds the characters alongside you to where it's true in classic form with with video games to where you get that, hey, man, this is your side characters who boost your ability during gameplay. Like, you know, each of the Guardians have power-ups and abilities that you invest in RPG-wise, and that helps you, and then you unlock different abilities with them. But the story growing with them, as well as your fucking guns, adapting and overwhelming. It's just, why couldn't they do this with Avengers? And we'll be talking, this is not the first time I will mention this quote, but it is the first time because it's the end credits. But Guardians of the Galaxy game, I got to blow them, man. They fucking donked that game. So it's on the Steam. You have it too. You need to play it and just let me know what you think because eight, nine hours in, I'm like, damn, I have no issues with it. And I'm playing on Steam and 
you know, I haven't updated my drivers, but there are some graphical glitches in there. But I think I, I won't have that problem. I do not mind it on my end because I know my system. And I'm like, eh, you're going to get that with a AAA game. But with your system, I feel you will have an optimum experience and you will actually see and like, damn, you'll agree with me. Like, no, this is a really fucking good game. So I had to key you in on that in the end. All right. Well, thank you for the key in. Guess what? It's installing now. <clears throat> there we go. Now, uh, Kelly did say that he was going to be in. Um, I sent him the link to his messenger as well as the regular stuff. So we'll have to see if he joins. But um, that's all the really uh, end chat banter that I wanted to mention. Besides Cowboy Bebop, um, did you check it out? I am um, finishing up the animated series, and then I'm going to start that. Because I wanted to do it justice. Okay. Uh, how far are you in the animated series? Halfway through. All right. So you're already well past the point to where they did in the live action. But no, um, you need to watch that all the way through. And that's anybody watching this is that Cowboy Bebop, man. And I'll say this. Ultimate Wall Janger Bob, my cousin, as opposed to the other Bob we always mention. Yep. Up and down in the and, water. <clears throat> yeah. And the company Bob. Up and down in the water. But Ultimate Walljanger Bob or Funky Butt on Twitch. Mr. Mr. Funky Butt. I'm sorry. Mr. Funky Butt. Um, he keyed me in on we gotta get him on as a side thought. Um, but we got we Yeah, we we do. You got a mouse in your pocket? He's your cousin too, bitch. <laughs> hey, I'll learn how the Facebook works. <laughs> but <laughs> but he keyed me in on Cowboy Bebop a long time ago. And, you know, Cowboy Bebop and Maple Story, like he was this really niche gamer for a long time. And damn, yeah, I know I I really gotta get him on. I gotta get him on as a as a guest here. And oh God, we gotta admit Kelly, I'm too far away. Hang on. Uh, I'm closer. Oh no! Although oh, it's no. Like three screens, so and I trap myself with the cable, so you know, as I wrap <coughs> cords around my neck, <coughs> we did Mick Kelly. So the boys are back for this podcast. Yo, we can't see you, yo, but we yo, can hear yo. you. We already have one omnipotent voice, Kelly. So we're gonna need your uh, camera on for this. Unfortunately, Big Brother already or has a nice that photo. market. <laughs> yeah, Big Brother, Big Brother already has that market cornered. Yeah, the loop, loop me in. Hold on, fellas. Okay. Yeah, but <clears throat> Cowboy Bebop live action. Mm -hmm. I was. It takes it in a different direction, like they said. However, it's still in that same time frame that we're used to. So it's still in that adaptation range, right? Um, I still really appreciated how true they were to the story with having those moments uh, like right out of the anime. Yeah. And also adapting it to the real world but still keeping that same jazz feel 
of there he is, there he is. but still keeping that jazz. There's feel. that sexy boy. Oh hey, savage! Oh, I gotta take my shirt off. Yeah, you <laughs> you're not gonna He's hear any. In. You're not gonna hear any arguments here. Taking your shirt off. Oh yeah, the yellow. Yeah, the yeah, yellow. Yeah. Yellow. The we'll yellow fade. Throw that out. <laughs> But I was really impressed with Cowboy Bebop, and um, I sent that out. And Ultimate Wolfjanger, uh, Joe Gilmore, he was also really impressed with it as well. Um, but there was a lot of, of flack online, on the internet, uh, with people saying, oh, no, fuck this, because it wasn't, like, verbatim from the anime. They took some liberties, like having Jet Black as a family man. You know, d- different things to where it just humanizes the characters to where they did expand <laughs> on that, but it was still a thing can I, that can I, I say something? No, why does it fucking matter how they how they do it? It's an adaptation that they actually put money into CGI, so that's why I am still sticking with my firm stance that it. While it didn't like completely like shatter the mold Super Saiyan wise, it did a solid first season for Cowboy Bebop. And obviously, I think they already confirmed through Netflix that they're getting a second. So, but that's just love that Teletubbies uh, reference there, buddy. (laughs) That's that same kind of thing that I think it's like that's going to be the first one that leads to that video game revolution of we're going to get a whole bunch more great content. Like them hitting that subscribe button right there. The like button right down there and commenting below, but right above my head, you're going to find the, all of the very best purge hangers and wall hangers videos for you right above the cardboard. Kelly is going to be the, all of the Triforce podcast and playlist. And of course, as our main man Connor always says, bye bye. Bye bye.